listening to the Bible 126 show. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What does the Bible say about overcoming lust? Lust. 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 Nothing makes a person make silly decision quite like lust. The truth is lust will change a person. Lust will make an intelligent man risk his family for one night of pleasure. Lust will make an intelligent woman risk her health for a man who does not care about her. Lust will make an intelligent person risk a 20-year marriage for 20 minutes of pleasure. Lust will make a person miss all the red flags in their partner's behavior and character. Lust will make an individual marry the wrong person. Lust will make two people who do not even know each other's last name bring a child into this world. Lust will change you. Lust at its very core will literally change you. Lust has defeated better men and women than you and I. Lust has destroyed the lives of great men and women. Know this and understand this. Lust will change you if you allow it to grow and take root in your life. Lust will change you. And do you know what the biggest mistake people make with the issue of lust? They think they are immune to it. No one is immune to lust. We all need to be on guard against lust. Never ever trust yourself. Never ever trust yourself or your own ability. The Bible tells us to flee lust. Don't entertain lust or feel the need to test your self-control. Flee it. Lust is a real problem in our day and age. I have seen it time and time again, lust making people make bad decisions. In your own life, I know in my own life, I look at some of the decisions I made in the past because of lust, and they were bad decisions. Nothing makes a person make life-altering, life-changing decisions like lust. I don't know what it is about lust, but it is the ability to push people into making detrimental decisions. I'm not sure what it is about lust. It is a temptation like no other. It is a temptation unique to itself. James 1, 13-15 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Apostle James examined that everyone who falls into temptation is first of all drawn away by his or her own lust. Lust allures and entices people to sin. It is not the devil that draws people to lust, neither is it God. The Bible says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. If you allow your heart to conceive lust, it will birth sin at the end, and the wages of sin is death. Lust begins from the heart before becoming an action. Most times we only judge people's actions without dealing with the root of such action. If your heart is right, your actions will be right too. Sinful lust begins with an evil desire. When such desire is allowed to find a footing in your heart, then you begin to journey on a downward slope until there is a fall. People don't usually fall into sin at once. They decline gradually in their hearts before the state of their hearts becomes visible through their sinful actions. You see, being tempted is not a sin itself. Yielding to temptation is what makes a person a sinner. 
You are not a sinner because you are tempted. You are a sinner when you eventually yield to temptation. No one is free from temptation. Temptation is inevitable. Therefore, everyone will be tempted. 1 Corinthians 10, 12-13 says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Every temptation people fall into is actually a temptation they can overcome. God will not allow us to be tempted beyond our abilities. It therefore means that we will all take responsibility against temptation. If you fall into temptation, you cannot blame it on anyone else. What you do when temptation comes will determine whether you will overcome it or fall into it. In Matthew 4.1, the Bible says that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Being tempted is not the sin. The sin begins when the evil desire drags us away from where our hearts need to be. When an evil desire springs up in our hearts, it does not have control over us. We have the choice either to conceive it in our hearts or to reject it. We can reject it as Jesus did and refocus on the path that God has set before us, and we can also choose to entertain it. Matthew 4.10 Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. The choice to accept or reject temptation is always ours. You may not be able to stop a bird from flying around, but you can stop it from building a nest on your head. You may not be able to stop temptation from coming around, but you can choose what to do when it comes. It is always our responsibility to decide whether we will follow the dictates of our cravings or we will subject our flesh to serious discipline. The reason many people become victims of lustful desires is that they are not disciplined. So, Apostle James said that no one should say that he or she is tempted by God because God does not tempt people. It is the devil that tempts people, and the essence of tempting them is to make them commit sin and fall short of God's grace. Jesus knew that lust begins from the heart. Fornicators and adulterers have problems with their hearts. Their actions just reflect what is in their hearts. The cause of a matter is always greater than its effect. If you fail to deal with the cause, the effect will keep resurfacing. In the Old Testament, people were judged by the law once they were caught in the very act of adultery. But Jesus dealt with lust, which is the cause of adultery, in Matthew 5:27-28, which reads, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. However, it is important to understand that Jesus is not saying that the act of adultery and adultery in the heart are the same thing. More than a few people have been deceived on this point and say, I've already committed adultery in my heart, so I may as well do it in practice. The act of adultery is far worse than adultery in the heart. Jesus' point is not to say that they are the same things, but to say that they are both sin and both prohibited by the command against adultery. Some people only keep from adultery because they are afraid to get caught, and in their heart they commit adultery every day. It is good that they keep from the act of adultery, but it is bad that their heart is filled with adultery. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart.
So, if the lust of the heart is dealt with, the problem of fornication and adultery will be completely eradicated. Our heart condition matters. People will never be free from immoral acts until their hearts are purged. Our actions are just a play out of what's going on in our hearts. Your eyes are a gateway. A gateway that you need to guard against. A gateway that you need to protect. Job 31.1 I made a covenant with my eyes not to lustfully look at a young woman. There is a reason why Job is described as blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Job acknowledged he had a problem. Not only did he acknowledge that he had a problem, he took accountability. Your eyes are the first step toward lust, and lust is the first step towards sin, and sin is the first step towards death. Guard your eyes. Guard them, my friend. Just in the same manner as Job, make a covenant with your eyes not to look lustfully at another person. We live in a generation worse than Job's. Job had to make a covenant with his eyes not to lustfully look at a young woman. But I would say in this generation, you need to make more than this one covenant. Make a covenant with your eyes not to watch unholy things on the internet when you are alone. Make a covenant with your eyes not to look at unholy things on social media. Don't look and allow your imagination to wander. Whatever the eyes see and the mind conceives, it is only a matter of time before the hands execute them. As believers, we are admonished not to be ignorant of the wiles of the devil because we aren't immune to them. Whenever he comes with daily doses of temptations, trying to lure us into the pit of immorality, we should resist him and flee. If by any chance we accidentally come across ungodly content, we are to close it up and never go back to them to steal glances. If we can't get the image out of our heads just immediately, we shouldn't feel helpless just yet. The Word of God is a veritable spiritual weapon given to us to fight the battles of life. Therefore, confess the Word of God and actively seek help from the appropriate places. One of the most significant mistakes David made in his reign as king, which led to a series of other grievous sins, was adultery. We see this in 2 Samuel 11, 3-4. After his eyes saw that which they weren't supposed to see, he was supposed to leave immediately and erase the image from his mind. David didn't do that. Rather, he chose to carry out his adulterous act with Bathsheba and subsequently killed her husband just to cover up his sins. This he paid dearly for. Galatians 5, 16-17 This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would.